I am so excited to share with you this week this conversation with my dear friend and personal mentor, Ariana Rollins. Ariana is a trainer in cybernetic transposition. And if you're not familiar with that practice, then tune in to this conversation. We talk about living in congruence and aligning the way that we work in the world, literally the work that we do, the way that we are, and living in alignment with our higher true self. We take a look at exploring the path to healing, what well-being really means, and how you can master your mornings to make the most of your focus, your productivity, and again, to live in that maximum alignment with your greater purpose. We do start this conversation with a little centering exercise. It's a very lovely meditation you can come back to if you choose, but if you're driving or multitasking, just wanted to give you a little heads up. Don't be closing your eyes and relaxing too much. Come back around to this when you have a few moments to really take it in and enjoy this centering exercise with Ariana and the rest of our conversation. Thanks for joining us this week. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. All right. I am so happy to share with you this week, very, very near and dear to my heart, my good friend and advisor, Ariana Rollins. Ariana teaches entrepreneurs on a spiritual path on how to create congruence between the 3D world of making money and the higher place of living from their true self so they can manifest their intentions personally, professionally, and spiritually. Ariana is an internationally recognized facilitator of the cybernetic transposition processes and was one of the first certified and licensed trainers. With a professional background of management consulting in Europe and South America and a psychology degree from Rutgers, she combines her experience, intuition, and extensive personal development knowledge to teach her clients how to remove their invisible barriers to fulfillment. Ariana, it's such a pleasure to have you. I'm so excited to be here with you. I just get to witness your brilliance and see you shine. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure and a treat. Thank you for making time to share this with us. And to get us started, um, we talked about this before. If you don't mind taking just a moment or two, um, you have such a wonderful way of bringing presence and balance. Do you mind starting us off with a bit of a grounding exercise? Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. I could use it too. It's been a busy day. Just gently close your eyes. Your spine is straight. Notice your feet flat on the floor. Take a deep breath in of peace and calming energy. And exhale out the earlier part of your day. Picture yourself in one of your perfect go-to nature scenes. Maybe you love the ocean and you see yourself walking on the beach with the sand between your toes, the water lapping on your feet, or maybe you love the mountains 
and that incredible pine forest air. Wherever you are, see yourself in your perfect nature scene. And imagine you can take a deep breath in of that high quality air. And exhale out the earlier part of our conversation and any free floating thoughts. Notice your feet flat on the floor and imagine out of the bottom of your feet, you have your own grounding roots. Like a tree, they nourish you, strengthen you and support you. Imagine you could follow those roots out of your feet all the way, all the way to the center of the earth. You see a circle of light. Imagine planting your roots in that circle of light, grounding you, centering you, signifying you are there. Allow any tenseness, any resistance, anything blocking the love and the light from entering your cells. Allow it to flow down, 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 out your feet into the soil of the earth below. You might feel a bit of tingling in the bottom of your feet as the resistance leaves your body. Very good. Bring your awareness to your heart. And imagine as I ask this question, you'll either see or intuit an answer. Focusing on your heart, ask, please show me a memory where I felt relaxed, fulfilled, peaceful, satisfied, maybe even loved. Just give me an indication when you see something, a smile or a hand. Okay, beautiful. So focusing on that moment in time, ask true self, my higher self, the part of me that has my back, that knows and guides me what will be fulfilling in this life. Were you present in that moment? You get a yes or a no or a blank. You get a yes? Okay, beautiful. So... Just let's make this a wonderful conversation that we can support and uplift humanity during these crucial times and just be present to yourself with us. And thank you so much. When you're ready, open your eyes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I just love the way um, you so powerfully keep coming back to and keep strengthening that connection with the higher self just through checking in and 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 tuning into that awareness and i'm so tempted to just dive into the middle of our conversation but before i go too far let me just ask you to to share with us how you came to this experience to this breadth of knowledge that you're so driven to share with everyone well i could share the party line, or I could drop the water line and share truly what happened. I vote B. (laughs) All right. So it was uh, 2010. I was in um, a very painful, disconnected relationship. And there was a lot of background argument and conflict. And it was Thanksgiving. I knew I had to get away. I got on a plane and actually interestingly came to Texas, San Antonio, to visit my son for Thanksgiving. And we got ourselves settled in the hotel and I woke up the next morning and it was the first time I remember sleeping through the night for a very long time because I would wake up in fear. And as I would came to, I was like, I slept. And then the words came, I know how to get back to my true self. I know how to get back on my path. 
I grabbed a paper and pen and I wrote and wrote and wrote and just pages flowed out of me. And as I read it, I said, this is going to help me. But like sometimes we can get stuck in situations that are not healthy for us. I went back into the situation and it took me years before I could actually perform the exercise and the process on myself. I was teaching and guiding clients and they were having remarkable successes, but I didn't have that. I think because when we commit to a path, we know we got to make changes and sometimes we're not quite ready and that's okay because our true self's not going to pressure. There's a free will respect, but part of me said, once I know that I've got to make a shift and once I did, things move fast. So once I did the exercises, yeah. And I think a lot of our work comes from the point of struggle and suffering and pain. And we evolve during those times. And then we can help others with where they are. Yeah, I do notice in a lot of the people that I talk with that um, so much of their wisdom is informed by walking the same path, you know, and then the people who come, who are drawn to work with them have such similar experiences, right? So we really can pull from our own toolkit, yes, if you will, and help people out. And so before doing the work that you do now in this iteration, you were, were you a health coach before and you've just refined your Process or? Well, I mean, way back, I was a project manager and, and worked in, in Europe and South America. And then, yes, my first kind of entree into entrepreneurship was um, teaching people how to use natural essential oils and food quality supplements. And I loved teaching classes. And then if people purchased, they purchased. So I learned a lot about how to connect with people in an authentic way and be in a place of service, finding the things that they needed and were right for them. And yeah, that was my first entree. And then when I found the work that I'm doing now, it's like it brought all the little pieces of me together, you know, the structure part from the accounting background, the psychology part, you know, that open up the black box and also my love of serving people. Yeah, I can relate. I, I describe my journey as a concentric circular path and that all of these different, you know, seemingly unrelated aspects now come together to inform what I can share when I see people need different tools or methods of support. Yeah, I see you, Susie, very much as a trusted advisor, that you you have people's best interests at heart. And I don't know about you, but I can feel that my discernment's going up and I'm leaning more towards those people that, you know, We're coming from what's best for all and not from service to self. And I really feel that with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I I do believe there's so much more to be gained by believing there's enough for everyone to experience abundance. And, uh, And we have to turn off some of the channels. To, to stop hearing the other messages that would convince us otherwise. Yeah, sometimes they're real channels, Facebook, news, right? the radio. Yeah, 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 exactly. We, we learn to cultivate our, our input, you know, so that we don't have to work so hard to clean up. Yes, well said. So I would love to know, how do you view and define well-being for yourself and for the people that you work with? I think it's there's two parts to it. There's like an inner well-being and an outer well-being. And inner well-being is when all parts of our conscious mind and our unconscious, our body is a storehouse, they're in harmonious balance. 
So the inner and the outer are speaking. And outer well-being is when you have the resources, the tools, the opportunities to make your life the way you want it to be. Because without the inner well-being and the peacefulness and that just well-being that comes from everything's good, no matter out what outer success you're going to have, it's going to be dragged down by even health issues. And that's the work you do is helping people see that that inner well-being is so important. And then one of the, the I guess it's a key tool that um, I use in the training, cybernetic transposition. It very powerfully addresses both of these aspects of the, the inner level and the outer, because the inner level, it provides you with extremely powerful techniques to resolve contradiction, disharmonies in your conscious mind and your unconscious mind. Now, how would we know we have disharmony? Well, we don't, we don't have the energy we want. We've got worries. We maybe actually are sick that's a sign that we don't have that inner well-being and that harmony. But when we do, the signs are feelings of well-being, contentment, love, compassion, joy, clarity, understanding, and we've got this peacefulness. And one of the things I noticed is high energy. It's like this indefatigable energy, like a little energizer bunny, bunny, because you're like plugged in to just everything's flowing. Like if you think of, you know, electrical mains, you plug your computer in the wall. If you don't have energy coming in, the computer's not going to work very well. Most of us operate unplugged. We don't know how to manage and harmonize. And then on the outer well-being, CT provides tools to manifest, whether it's attracting a perfect for you partner or the right clients or money. And it's really a lot of people are in a place of lack, like we talked about, you know, that you believe there's enough to go around. And that's not everybody's view. And when we come from that place, you know this, Susie, from lack, we're going to experience more lack. And so when we have this harmony and this congruence, then everybody has enough because we're in that I guess, abundant well-being state. And I think I, I see in people that we almost have to relearn how to tune in to this connection, to recognize, you know, this discord or disharmony because there's so much input, right? There's so many channels vying for our attention that it, we have to put out a little bit of an effort to carve out space for ourselves and reconnect, how do you help people give themselves that permission or, or strengthen that muscle and tune back into themselves? Is to set up a very powerful morning. And, you know, we've talked before about a wonderful book called Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I highly recommend it. It was life-changing for me three years ago. Is how you start your day is going to either infuse you with that energy or your stress. So it may mean getting up 20 to 30 minutes earlier and you're meditating. You're doing some form of spiritual practice and you know, giving to that part that is most important. And then yes, we have to give to the world you know, to make a living, but it's setting your morning up. And I allow myself ideally two hours. Sometimes it's only half an hour or 45 minutes and we just shorten the time. Okay, I'll meditate for five minutes today. Yoga for 10 minutes. 
So it's addressing mind, body, spirit, because if we're not working the body and we're only working the mind or the spirit, we're out of balance. Yes, so true. And it's something that I have been continuing to refine myself. And I notice a big difference on the mornings when I can start off with my own introspection, some mindfulness, and then set the course for my day before I start getting the digital input. But on those mornings when there's an alert on my phone, a headline pops up, and I go down that path, the rest of the day, I feel like I'm, I'm chasing other people's priorities. I'm not tuned in to my own. And that focus just does not come back. So I think that's so powerful having, having, you know, still step back and forth and be able to compare. And also, <laughs> Susie, you know about the daily success pages, the success journal, those powerful yes. five, those five questions. When I do it, my day rocks. And when I don't do it, I'm like, why didn't I do it? So yeah, and that's going to be coming out in the next book is and that may be a little while books take a long time to put out but how to consciously create your life in 10 minutes or less a day. Oh, beautiful. And so you'll be sharing your own morning questions for success. It's very powerful. Thank you. Yes, I, I do have that, that practice. And that is what I've found to be the most profound way to set course and yeah. whittle through the stuff that likes to try to demand our attention that doesn't serve us. Yeah, it's like setting the rudder, you know, on a sailboat, and we're setting our course for the day, yeah. and expressing gratitude, just all sorts of goodness things in there. Exactly. It's beautiful. I'm excited about the book that's coming up then to share that with more people. Yes. So terrific. So I'm curious, I'm, I was not familiar with cybernetic transposition until I began working with you. So can you share a little bit to introduce people who might not be familiar with that concept or his work? Yeah, it's a, it's a set of tools. And some could say it's kind of a esoteric or metaphysical way to accomplish our intentions and desires. Because if we have something that's really meaningful and it's important to us and we have that kind of congruence and harmony, then we just effortlessly notice we're going, we're taking the right actions and it happens. But if we're blocked, if we have contradiction, then we get stopped. So it's a comprehensive system to harmonize all parts of the brain so that we are operating and firing on all cylinders because I, you know, I guess psychology and also the um, metaphysical teachers speak about that we use what five to 10% of our brain. And I think they're really referring to is a lot of our power is offline and that we don't have access to those inner resources, nor do we have access to the outer resources, the intuitive guidance and the helpers. Because if you're clear, Susie, on something that you want and you speak it from the rooftops, proverbially speaking, metaphorically speaking, then people will come and say, hey, Susie, I love it. I want to help you with that. And that's the premise behind cybernetic transposition is that all of our minds are connected at one level. So when we have a pure intention that's for our highest and best good and the good of all, then it starts to grow legs, so to speak. And then the people come to support and make it happen. So it's, it's a, a system of 
goal achievement, um, releasing the negative mind that the ego fills us with so we can step in to be our most powerful, brilliant self because the earth needs us more now than ever. Yes. And I think with the inputs that we tend to receive, it's so easy for our ego to get out of balance. Yeah. And then when we're identifying with that, the material pursuits without recognizing, you know, I really don't feel good doing this. I really don't want to do that. And we start the forcing, it creates that disconnect. Like you were saying, if you start your day with, you know, responding to a text or a headline, and it's just off, and further the day goes more off, more off, more off. And so once we have that reset, and we sleep, and we consciously create our day, then that makes a huge difference for us. And then it just keeps building. Each day gets better and better and better. And then we look back and say, can't believe I was living in that life. Can't believe I was suffering from that health issue or that relationship or that job. Yeah, there are some things that people carry for years, if not decades, and without the power of perspective to see that they can change that situation. They just feel like that might be their lot in life. They've, you know, whether or not they feel they created the situation or it's something thrust upon them. Um, but people, I think some people tend to give away their control, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just say they're subject to this influence or that, you know, and, and it's beyond them. Do you feel that comes from, again, that disassociation, that separation from from that connection to higher true self? I believe so, because we're trained as children to have our parents as authority figures. Not saying that's right or wrong, but we're trained and we have to defer our will to our parents' will. Then we go to school and the teacher is the authority. Then we go on to university. The professors are the authority, and then we sit for exams, then they're the authority. So we are performing to expectancies and then bosses. That's normal in the world today in society to actually check in and say, is accounting really the right degree for me? If I did that, I never would have done that. But we can spend years in following a path that we think will get us where we want. And I'll never forget the story Tony Robbins speaks about. He said he was leading a training, he was on stage, and his team came and said, hey, your company just went public. And he literally made like $10 million, I think, in just a few moments by selling the shares of his company. And he said he felt nothing, nothing at all. And it was after that, that at the end of the event, he was backstage, he realized how deeply unhappy he was and that inner well-being and the outer well-being, the outer well-being, oh, everything's good. But the inner, his marriage, he wasn't connected. He couldn't be his most powerful self. Can you imagine Tony Robbins like contracting at home? And that's what he was doing. He speaks freely of it. So it's if we're pursuing something that is from perhaps an egoic perspective that we think it will give us fulfillment and we're not tuning in then we get off track, off track more and more and more. And then it takes like a harder like pull of the, the, the ropes if you're in a sailboat to get us back on track. But boy, is it worth it, Susie, when we, when we do it, right? Exactly. It's, it, there's so much less effort when we're in alignment, you know, no more pushing boulders uphill, no more working against everyone and every event, you know, things just start falling into place and that flow, that like momentum. Like you do the podcast. 
like I was saying, you're a natural at this. And it was something that just came to you organically and you felt yourself saying yes. And then you felt yourself, I really enjoy this. Right? <laughs> exactly. How much time could I put right? this? <laughs> yeah, it, it really has been a tremendous gift. It's a great excuse to, to connect with wonderful people and to get insights and stories. I've always loved getting people's mm -hmm. stories. So it really has been a wonderful, I like to enjoy the happy accidents in life, as I call them, you know, the things that I wouldn't have even thought to try to design or manifest, but Here's something and let's see where this yeah, it's goes. It's almost like trusting that more than making a decision from this place, you know, the happy accidents. Oh, that came naturally and organically. That might be good for me. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to know a little bit more about the ways in which you're working with people. So you have a couple of different programs and one of which is a year-long intensive can you talk about how people can study with you to develop these this toolkit for themselves? Yeah, I really recognize this year was so hard on people. And that it was, um, they got uplifted when we gathered together in a group, and we did exercises together. They felt more powerful, they felt like supported beyond the calls. I remember I had some clients say, I really wish you wouldn't do the calls so late in the day because they're in Europe. They said, because I can't go to sleep after. I'm so like energized and lit. So yeah, the highest potential program, I've expanded it to include implementation, virtual retreats. So we come together 11 times in the year and we've got a project, something that's meaningful. And we, we work on it individually, but we're all gathered together. And then there are the teaching modules because you can't get around the teaching. Because when you're learning how to communicate with your unconscious mind and your higher true self, it's like learning a new language, like Chinese. We're not trained this in school. We had it when we were children, when we were naturally playing and creating from imagination. And so there's some learning and then there's application and what I want to do is to be a safe harbor for people so that they have a place to go to, to with tools that can help them get out of the negative mindset and to be able to create outcomes that are meaningful. Because I absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt, 2021 can be an incredible year for, for people to feel powerful because this year was a deconstruction year. And as next year starts to happen, we're going to have a new foundation. And with that new foundation, we need tools to be able to build what's right for us, and then what's right for society. And these processes ensure that because it's whatever intention you're setting needs to unfold for the highest good of me and of all involved, or it won't. Yeah, so I'm really excited to do this as a, a year-long program where people get the exact level of support. So I've priced it where people can come in and they get the essentials, which is very reasonably priced for the full year. And then there's an in-depth where they get more support. And then there's actually private coaching at the VIP level. So I've opened it for everybody to get what they need. That's so powerful. And I just love what you were saying about the potential 
that we have to make next year an incredible year. And I shared something recently that just keeps coming back to mind, you know, because when we're recording this, we're six months in to COVID. So 2020 has been a really tough year. And now we're getting into that fatigue part of it. You know, we thought we could manage for a little bit, but when do we get to get back to normal is what I hear from everyone. And I think it's the wrong question to ask because I don't believe that normal was serving us. Mm. So if we know that things aren't going to simply go back to normal, or would we want them to? I think it's a much more powerful question to ask, what do you want that new normal to look like? Which is exactly what you're just describing is what if new normal meant you live in flow and you are congruent with your highest intentions and best truest self. And you're in harmony with your loved ones, your family. You're attracting deep bonded connections with people instead of like going along just because you don't want, you don't feel comfortable speaking your truth. That authenticity is so powerful, Susie. You radiate that. It's one of the things I love about you. So yes, it it can be a very powerful year, but it's not going to happen by accident. It takes a conscious decision. And so in November of 2020, we're going to be opening the doors and I'm going to share with people what they're going to get access to and the kind of community. So what I noticed that when people start working with us, they, they love it. There's this energy that as soon as they plug into it, they're out of the fog. I had a great like image I found online um, of a, a, a giraffe when I was sharing a group meditation invitation on Saturdays that I, I lead right now online. And it was this giraffe. And there's this big like cloud, right? Or this fog bank right around here. But he's above, you know, he's looking around happy, right? But everything else can be down here. And it's like that. Because once we get on this path, we will still witness other people suffering. And people who are not making, unfortunately, the choices consciously, and they are in a perhaps kind of still victim blame consciousness, they're going to be in that fog. So a huge part of the work in the last module is developing um, compassionate detachment so that you are able to be loving and present, but not go down in the fog and the fear to help them there. You stay up here and support them with your energy. And it's huge. It's huge, especially for sensitive people to be able to build those, assemble those energetic boundaries, mm-hmm. to be able to stay in your buoyant, loving space while everybody else is making their choices, which is right for them. Exactly, exactly. Because it really is up to every person. You can't, with insights and more perspective, tell other people what's best for them. They all need to walk their own path and explore their own solutions. So it can be difficult when you're doing this inner work and changing the way that you see things. You're still with the same family, you know, the same friends group. And so it's beautiful then, too, that your students or participants have this community and everybody is doing the same work at the same time, you know, so they can share their stories of progress or any hiccups along the way and support each other. I think that's really beautiful. That's coming out of communities now is that people are really stepping forward and offering more support because we all recognize that, you know, it's, it's precious. 
our precious energy, our tender hearts. You know, we need to help protect each other. Feel safe. Yeah, to feel, feel safe. safe. And the thing that I noticed, Susie, is I've had this story many, many times from, from students is that when they clear a blocker, that things shift in their family. I remember a woman, it was a really touching story. She used to be very close with her son. I mean, really close. And then there was a conflict and he was married and he had a child and they split and she hadn't been around him for years. It's breaking her heart. She did a single blocker clearing, the past perception revision process. And she said, I kid you not, the next weekend he called her and said, hey, mom, you want to come visit the kids? So there's power, Susie, in changing how we are and shifting that because we're connected to all our Mm -hmm. loved ones and things shift. So we don't have to point out, correct, pull them, drag them on our path. As we stay authentically on our path, they naturally and organically evolve. Truly. I think it's a much stronger way to inspire. I'm not sure educate is the right word, but to inspire others to change and simply doing our own work and letting that process move us forward. Yeah. Because people notice, you know, and they're much more receptive, you know, when that curiosity, what are you doing that's different as opposed to when we try to share and impart to others this brilliant new insight? They're like, oh, here we go. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You got to read this book. You got to listen to this, you know, and they're like, I think actually it's a a form of the ego. It will shut the person down because anything that's unfamiliar is really unsafe. So it has to be invitational by curiosity. Mm -hmm. He asks questions, doesn't activate the ego. So true. Then we can get our real work done. Beautiful. So what are some, what are some commonalities that you find in the people who are drawn to your work? What kind of people are you working with? some commonalities, they have read the cybernetic transposition book, how to get lots of money for anything fast. And if anybody's interested to read that, it's on cyberneticmastery.com because they resonate. They feel at a deep instinctual level that these exercises work. That's one group. Another group are entrepreneurs on a spiritual path. And they have, they're done with trying to force themselves and push the marketing in an inauthentic way. They want it to, to flow, like you've used that term, flow, and it's natural and it's organic. And I love working with entrepreneurs because they recognize the value of personal growth and development and how it impacts their bottom line and they're willing to invest in themselves. And a lot of the work is very practical, like the course you took, Power to Focus. Pick a project that you're, you're dragging your feet on that would be really important to do. And so it's very much um, kind of merging or, or bridging our higher spiritual aspects with what we need to do in the physical world. So those are really the two groups. And I also notice empathic people and sensitive men. Sensitive men are drawn to this work. Maybe because it gives them a way to be in the world that's authentic because, you know, fake it till you make it doesn't last for very long and it's so uncomfortable. And so they step into who they are and it's beautiful to see these young sensitive men like know who they are and be able to express their truth. And it surprises me when I hear it coming back at me, a correction. I was like, yes, you know, it's great because then I see... (laughs) that they are really stepping into their authenticity. 
And it's very safe to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's such a beautiful shift, too, because I think we're still very much operating from this culture of machismo and male stereotypical roles where men don't feel they can admit weakness or seek support in some particular areas, right? And so they feel stuck or blocked or they can't get in the flow. And by developing these tools and recognizing this connection, you know, inner and outer balance is just unleashes, I'm sure, the potential that hasn't been able to to feel aligned before. Yeah, and men are under such pressure. My heart is so like cracked wide open because, you know, the pendulum swings to now females are, you know, um, to be revered and the masculine is put down and crushed from what happened in the 60s, the feminist revolution. And they're really suffering. They're struggling, right? And you know this because you love working with men and I love working with men Mm -hmm. because they're like, I don't even know how to be here. I just don't know because if I'm too feminine and vulnerable, then it turns the females off. But if I'm machismo and aggressive, then, you know, society rejects me, you know? So it's finding that authentic expression and voice and that balance because we need it. We need men to step up. We need men to be powerful. Precisely. Not just females to be powerful, right? Yeah, men who are able to accept that balance, to be honest and vulnerable when it when it's appropriate, right? To not fear vulnerability or admitting the error of ways. You know, it's a lot of stereotypes to break through. Yeah, I love listening to your podcast on vulnerability. I don't remember his name, but that was really good. Yes, Tim is wonderful, and he's passionate about about that, about um, transforming relationships, you know, and um, it's wonderful to see that message coming from men supporting other men. And I think, I hope it's also equally valuable to have women willing to hold that space and say, you can come here and be authentic and tune into what really serves you and unleash your true potential. Exactly. Yes, you do that very well. As do Thank you. you. <laughs> it takes one to know one, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, I'm afraid I have to wrap up our time pretty shortly. So I want to see if there's anything else that you want to share before we go. Just, I would like to invite your listeners to, it's a little free program that either they would like to. It's about um, how to manifest without force or frustration. And it talks about how to recognize when you're in your flow, get in the zone and allow synchronicity to guide you and start to trust the right timing and try right action. So it's a wonderful little exercise. You get some audios. It's a little mini course, actually. And um, so, yeah, if you could share that with them, I think that'd be a great place to start. Tremendous. We'll have that link in the show notes along with information so you can connect with Ariana. If you have any questions for her, want to learn more about her work, sharing the tools of cybernetic transposition. And um, I want to thank you for sharing, for doing what you do and for holding the space that you do and brightening your corner of the world. Thank you, Ariana. Thank you, Susie, for, for stepping in and becoming a leader in podcasts. Whether you see it or not, you will be. I would enjoy that ride. I'll look back on these early episodes with a giggle, I'm sure. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time and inviting me. It's been a treat. Thank you so much. 
Be well. You too. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.